Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. Organized and here and delighted as can be to be sitting next to the esteemed and yet remarkably unphotogenic James Breakwell. James, how are you doing today? I am on time. How are you, Steve? <laughs> I am here exactly when people push play, and that's all that they need to know. Oh, you have pushed play on the <laughs> podcast where one of the hosts is on time and the other one may or may not be named James Breakwell. What? But this is the podcast where we argue about things that don't mean nothing to nobody except the small and beloved, appreciated handful of you who tune in every week. And that, James, I don't know which one of us was late. I don't need uh, quibble about such splitting hairs like that. You know, oddly enough, the one who was late was also the one who lost for the second week in a row. I thought maybe you were just depressed and cowering. You couldn't bring yourself <laughs> to get out of bed and face another certain defeat. And for <sighs> the record, as my theory goes, two weeks in a row you did a character, two weeks in a row you lost. This week you didn't do a character, so maybe you have a fighting chance. So I don't think people are voting on the debate or the topic at all. It strictly comes down to how much they hate you based on whether or not they do a, you do an impression. So it's all up to you. It's in your hands. Well, evidently, based on the numbers, their hatred was seething last week. <laughs> I got crushed like a bug against a windshield called James Breakwell. That is a good analogy. Let's just stick with it. I, I often think about you as a bug that needs to be smashed. So we're finally seeing eye to eye. It only took 100,000 episodes <laughs> to get there, but we're, we're on the same page. You ever think about, I think we talked about this uh, several months ago, but how many we have oh, we have hundreds of thousands of hours of our voices that have been downloaded and put out in the ethos over the years of doing this this and the other pod together but can you believe there's that much breakwell and olivas in the zeitgeist of americana okay first of all there's not hundreds of thousands of hours out there like maybe if if you took every if you had an hour long episode and played it a thousand times if you're counting it that way but i mean each episode's like 15 to 20 minutes and there's only 100 episodes like i don't know how your math works but there's not that much, but there is entirely too much of us out there. Even an hour of us recorded talking uh, is too much, considering we have no actual content. It's just you and I arguing back and forth about nothing, and somehow, some way, some people listen. First of all, mathematician, there are <laughs> over 100,000 hours if you accumulate between this one and the show that actually gets people to listen to it, 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. 100,000? 100,000. There are over... This was, wait, wait, say that, I didn't, I cut you off, what? You said, you said 100,000 hours, you know how many hours that is? Yes. No, no there, okay, if, if, we, if each episode was an hour and we had 1,000 episodes, that'd be 1,000 hours. No, 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 well, uh, yes, you are so, correct. So th there's no way where there's 100,000 episodes out there, we don't have 100,000 one-hour episodes. No, but... If a one-hour episode is downloaded by 100,000 people, that that's is still 100,000 hours totally, of our voice out that's there. That's totally different. That's that's like, that's like not total hours of content. That's maybe, I, I don't know what that stat's I even called. I didn't say but hours of content. You are just making up things as we go. Anytime you and math get involved, oh the bad God. things happen. <laughs> 
You take one little bit of what I say, ignore all the rest, and then go in a direction that is insane to me. I, I kind of at all what I'm I kind of thought that was what you meant, but it's not at all what you said. But that's okay, because your brain and your mouth <laughs> seldom connect, and that's what makes you such a great debate partner. God help me, if I had anybody who could put his thoughts together, then I'd be crushed every week. But with you, it's kind of a toss-up. We just never know what we're going to get. Well, we are debating a topic this week. I debate internally every week whether or not I'm going to pick up the phone when you call. But this <laughs> week, James, what are we debating for the listeners? Desktop versus laptop. Which is better? Oh, God, we are. You know what happens when you reach the bottom of the barrel and then you lift up the barrel and look underneath? Like, that's where we're at, James. I mean, I don't know what you expect. I'm on a phone call with you. I mean, that's where we started out. <laughs> well, you started off with my voicemail angry. That's where we started out. <laughs> I was very upset. You get me used to you being on time for 100,000 hours in a row, and then one week you're three minutes late. It's pretty upsetting. <laughs> Do you remember the week when we first started when I forgot about it completely? <laughs> I was like in my bathrobe when you called. <laughs> Just bad times. All right. What shall the two sides represent for you today, James? All right. Heads, I'm arguing desktop. Tails, I'm arguing laptop. Heads is desk. Tails is lap. We've got it. And it is heads. You, sir, have desktop. Well, that's good, because I, as a professional person of some kind, have both a desktop and a laptop in which I write my books and make my webcomics and do all of those things. And the laptop is really just a vehicle of escape. If I have to abandon my main <laughs> post because there's too many kids and pigs and too much ambient noise, then I get out of there. But when I need to do my real work, when I need to record a horrible podcast with you, or when I need to make my <laughs> webcomics efficiently, or when I need to write an entire book, I go over to the desktop. I've got two giant monitors there. I've got a big old tower with lots of power in it, and it just it just works. I've got a mouse. I don't have to use one of those little tiny trackpads. I've got a solid surface desk. Everything is quicker and efficient, more efficient. I can work twice as fast on that desktop as I can on a laptop. It's got twice as much power, because you don't have to worry about compressing everything down and worrying about the weight. It can be as big and as bulky as you want, and that means it's cheap too. You get all this power for not that much money, because it doesn't have to be small and sleek. It can be big and take up room, because it deserves its space. It is where it is and it is respected by everyone in the family so that is that is my my workstation that's where i go and i'm sure you have a desktop too and you get the most work done possible when you're at it so uh, i don't even know what you're going to argue this week well first of all your entire premise is based upon a shaky given which is that i have a desktop which i do not <sighs> because james i'm a man on the go you understand? I am a, a I'm I'm a Renaissance guy. I'm in airplanes, airport. I'm on the beach, and you can't take a desktop onto the beach. <laughs> I'm going to make a Breakwell esque argument here, James. What do you have against going to the beach? There, how do you like that? That, that? You take it with you. It's portable. And laptops nowadays, man, they do everything that a desktop can do, but at half, probably not even half. A tenth of the weight, those uh, like the Air MacBooks now, like uh, they're powerful. The battery lasts forever. You can run several programs at once. You can be listening to music, surfing the web, writing. You got your headphones. You're watching a movie in the bottom corner. Like laptops are the perfect solution to how does a busy guy like me, how do we get everything done when we're on the go? And I know how people out there are busy, not like you, James. They don't sit home and uh, stare at the sun every day like you do, praying for a quick and painless death. No, we got stuff to do. And James, you talk about when like, escape, like laptops are the tool of escape. 
what would anyone who hangs out with you want more than to <laughs> escape, James? That's what the laptop does. I, the desktop is like a Sherman tank, and the laptop is like a drone. Like, it just goes up, down, side, it goes everywhere, you zip around quick. James, I, I know that you're kind of a cumbersome human being in general, but you gotta catch up, excuse me, with the times, man. Sherman tanks won us World War II. It was reliable, yeah. it was mass-produced, and it got us there, man. It might have it might have got knocked out at a ratio of six to one for German tanks, but we had fifteen times more tanks, so it was just it How was a good time all around. Because I love World War II, you stepped into my wheelhouse. But more importantly, oh, no. I have a greater, greater topic to bring up. And I would like to compliment you on being so self-centered that you forgot to compliment me. I remembered, but I let it go. I was like, he's just ranting and raving over there. Let's see if he can reach out to the goodness of his heart. And he can't. So I guess I guess the compliment there is you have healthy self-esteem for good for you because you don't have any compliments to give out to anybody else. I'm going to compliment you on loving things that have 1943 technology attached to them. <laughs> if the laptop, it I'm was sorry, a good the, year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the year like your great-grandparents were born, 1943. But yeah, so Sherman Tank, Oh, you were saying something about the big war, what? Oh yeah, okay, I guess it is still my turn. I tossed it back to you so you could compliment I, well, for real, I which you of course are capable of. Minutes, you need 19, go ahead. Okay, well, anyway. I, I would challenge you to a speed test on any project, your laptop versus my desktop. And I'm not even talking about processing power. I'm talking about a big, full-size keyboard. I'm talking about a regular mouse. I'm talking about two screens. I've got two 27-inch screens over there. You've got one tiny little screen. There's only so much you can do on there. I mean, luckily, you don't ever have anything important to do because you're you. <laughs> but for people out there in the real world who have to write books and produce content on a daily basis, like that, that laptop is crippling. Like, yeah, it'll get you by in a pinch if you're in an airport. But, I mean, let's be honest, the real work gets done at home in the home office. That's why home offices exist. So you can sit there. And I don't need to be at the beach because the beach is a distraction. Anybody who's trying to work at the beach is not really working. I mean, there's horrible glare on there. You're going to get sand or water on your keyboard. I mean, nobody is <laughs> going to take a worthwhile laptop out there to the beach. Okay, that's just you playing around. You're the guy out there who wants everybody to see him writing his screenplay. But if you're no, actually... No, I'm surreptitiously, I'm, I'm taking pictures of myself topless with my webcam. You know what? I actually believe that. That is 100% plausible, <laughs> given your history. And that is another knock against laptops. So with my desktop, unless I have a dedicated camera, which I do, and I choose to plug it in, uh, you can't see me. I mean, there's all sorts of reports out there about being hacked, about you know people going in and using webcams to spy on people. But laptops always have a webcam built in right there at the top, whether you want it or not. And unless you remember to cover that with a piece of tape, I mean, there is always the potential there for your privacy to be violated or for you to violate other people's privacy by sending out those horrible pictures. Like, I would really have to work <laughs> at it to send out a picture of my desktop. I, nobody can see me. I can't see them. And that's the way I like it. Oh, that's the way everybody likes it, James. James, if your premise is that everybody has a desktop, uh, have you posted that on your MySpace account recently? Because I, I don't know who else is going to pay attention to an, uh, just a crazy assertion like that. Everyone's got laptops. People are moving toward using their phones for most things. But like you're talking laptop versus desktop. If you catch up to 2020, the new <laughs> argument is phone versus laptop because your phone can't quite do everything a laptop can do. A laptop does everything. And by the way, Mr. Rockefeller, why do you have to throw in there that you have two 27-inch screens? Like, you write 
books for kids to survive zombie apocalypse. Why do you need two 27-inch screens? It's because you're a gamer at heart, James Breakwell, and you like to be driving Mario's cart through all of the riffraff going on. That's why you need that second screen. It has nothing to do with work. Let's face it. Let's be honest here, James. Let's unpack and dialogue <laughs> about this. You don't even know what you're talking about, and that's why this week, Dr. Steve shall reign victorious. Do you know what system Mario Kart is on? Uh, all of them? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the Nintendo Switch and all Nintendo products, which are not computer games. You have to have a dedicated console, and you hook those up to a TV. I don't do oh. any gaming on this PC. In fact, I no. deliberately buy cheaper PCs without graphics cards or without impressive ones because I don't need to do the upgraded gaming stuff. I just use this for word processing and for web browsing, for editing videos, for doing all that kind of stuff. Actually, that's the last reason I upgraded. So I have to do these stupid videos with you. And when I process 15-minute <laughs> videos, like my other one, it would take like 12 hours to get it all compiled. Yeah, and with I this remember. one, it's like, it's like 20 minutes, half an hour. So I spent money for you. Your laptop can't compile this at all. Like, that's why I have to do all the work. I'm doing all the heavy lifting. You should be grateful that I have these two monitors <laughs> and this decent computer so that you can go out there and take your, your horrific selfies on the beach and just not care about anybody. <laughs> well, I'm over here slaving away to get this content out there to Judy P and the two other people who want to listen and watch. So the desktop is the real hero of this story. And, uh, and the laptop is just the freeloader out there just having fun. Oh, wow. Well... I have trouble being on time these days, James, so I don't doubt anything that you're saying. <laughs> what I do doubt, though, is that you have any chance this week because I got no character running. Roll those dice and show people how they can vote for me. If you want to vote for James and uh, whatever I was arguing, desktops, there we go. <laughs> go ahead and vote for 71. You want to vote for Steve and laptops and, I don't know, probably Satanism. I don't know what's going on over there. Vote for 39. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 97. All right. For all of you who are confused as to where the numbers can be found and what to do, you're obviously not watching this wrap-up right now. You're <laughs> complaining on YouTube. But for the rest of you, if you want to vote for James and a failing memory and not even remembering what he argued 30 seconds ago, <laughs> vote for 71. If you want to vote Steve and vote for somebody who, even though has James by several decades, yet still can remember his last name and that he doesn't have to put his name in his underpants, vote for 39. And if you want to throw your vote away and mess with people on YouTube, tell them all to vote 97. Ah, oh, James, it's always such a sense of accomplishment I get every time we wrap one of these things. I don't have to talk to you again for a week. But until next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding and Forgetful Unicorn, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening. James won't know that he was here in the first place. And until next week, remember two wrongs can't 